Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back. 1234. A quick text on our Heartland Ford text line before we bring in Louis DeBrusque. Bob, just as you went over your tweet from the Manning trade, acknowledging that he was brought in for the short term, agree about Petrovich being short term, but Manning was never short term. Uh, he has a, a big salary for a skill set and an extra year. Can you clarify from Curtis? What I meant was he was brought in to address a short term need. The orders were banged up on defense. We're going to bring Louis DeBrusque in. Louis, I just went through an extensive rundown on a bunch of different trades and different perspectives on things. Just a quick thought last night on the performance of the Oilers. I didn't mind the game, to be honest with you, Bob. I watched it uh, pretty much in its entirety. I mean, I missed a few little stretches of it. But, uh, you know, I like their I like their battle level. I like, the, I like their chances. I like the fact they were skating. Um, I don't like a couple of things about the game. I don't like the rust. I didn't like the rust goal, which I don't think too many people did. But And I didn't like the second goal as well. I thought it was just a lack of coverage in the defensive zone. But I do believe that the Oilers had enough chances to tie and win that hockey game. I right. think that they right. created enough. And it was a penalty shot by Connor. I mean, he, he had a, a great chance in tight, got uh, slashed and got a penalty shot. We know how good he's been on those. I mean, he could have easily scored there. And there were some other grade-A chances that I think uh, you have to tip your hat to, to Murray, that he, he had a good game. And you know what? Um, to me, that's a very solid team. It's all, always a special matchup when Connor goes up against Sid. He hasn't had the greatest luck in that matchup so far in his career. But as far as an individual is concerned, I think he's played fantastic against Sid. I think he's been the better player of the two players. But- yeah, and I don't, I don't think there's an educated fan in Edmonton with an IQ over 70 that's looking at Connor McDavid as any problems with this. You know, I know there's a couple writers that want to hammer McDavid all the time on defensive zone awareness. I mean, the guy out chances every team in the league that he plays against. So, um, and uh, and anyhow, uh, you know, Koskinen, who, by the way, will start tomorrow, should have had the, the rest goal. It was a bad goal on the goalie, but it was a bad goal on the whole team. Uh, the whole team, they're not good enough. They're not deep enough. Uh, we just had a, an extensive, uh, you know, sort of perspective from my end on some of the moves I made here. And, and, Louis, here's the thing. I mean, I admit it. I thought that uh, Griffin Reinhardt was going to be a decent pro NHL defenseman. He was drafted fourth overall. He fooled a hell of a lot of people out there. I mean, we might be going down that same path right now with Yesa Pugliarvi. 
I mean, Brian Burke's going to come up here at 115 a day, and he's going to say the same, hey, we had Paul Yarby ranked high too. Uh, I'm going to ask you, I mean, you saw Boston play a lot. Did you think Spooner was going to be better than he turned out to be here? 100% I did. But you know what? I mean, here's the thing. I mean, how many times have we talked about this? How many times are we going to go back and revisit the Reinhardt and revisit, you know, the fact that could have drafted this guy and this guy and, yes, a Yarby being drafted where he was drafted and, and what he's accomplished so far, which isn't very much in the National Hockey League. He's still a very young player. But, listen, I mean, he's spinning his wheels a bit here. And, and there's, to me, um, I don't necessarily think that benefits the player now at this stage of the game. That's just my opinion. But you know yeah. what? Listen, yeah. they've they've made this bet. This is this is what they, yeah. the bet they've yeah. made, and they're going to have to sleep in it, and they're going to have to deal with it. But uh, to me, when I when I talk when I think about the Edmonton Oilers right now, I'm not thinking about the past. I'm thinking about the future. To me, this is all about what they do now. Um, we can we can sit here and cry over spilt milk over the last however many years that they just haven't been able to piece this together in the right way and have the right personnel development whatever whatever you want to criticize about this organization go ahead they've opened that door and and rightfully so but from this point forward what are they going to do it's not going to happen overnight i can tell you that right now it's going to take a process to turn this around and nobody and nobody wants to hear that and you know what louie you said something there but unfortunately that's exactly what it is the good thing is which we've always talked about is that they have the best player in the game simple as that they have the best player in the game. They have a couple other great weapons in Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins, Darnell Nurse on the blue line, Oscar Club. They have pieces here. They yes. just have to start making sure that from the move. Oh, you're being, Louis, you're being too positive. We're getting texts yeah. saying you're being too. Here, here's, well, here's, here's the point. The like, you can go ahead. Hey, go ahead. I, don't, I really don't care if you want to bash the team. Go ahead. Like, I mean, they've, they've warranted. That's fine with me. And people are mad. And I, I, you know, I was out with some buddies watching the game last night. They're negative, too. They're, they're not happy at all, and rightfully so. They're season ticket holders. They're not happy. But for me, as an analyst, I look at this team, and I, I'm sick of crying over the spilt milk. We've talked about the trades that have been made, the trades that weren't made, the bad trades that were made, and not getting the best player back in a number of deals already multiple times. I'm sick of talking about it. I want to talk about what yeah. they're going to do now, and that's what I'm watching for. I want to see and, and what I, happens. And part of the reason, Louis. Part of the reason why we're talking about it is there's this perspective out there, and it's a tired old narrative. Well, the old boys are in there, and they're just stirring the pot, and, and Shirelli was just a, you know, they were there being Svengali, and he was the little puppet, and they were all the puppet masters. And I'm not, some of the stuff that Peter has been blamed for, I'm not sure he should have been blamed for. And conversely, other stuff, there's no question. Like, I mean, hey, he knew Lucic better than anybody else. He knew, and that's the point. Like, you asked Todd McClellan, and he would have said, hey, should we trade for Logan Couture? Damn straight, Todd McClellan would have said, absolutely, we should trade for Logan Couture. That's kind of how this works, too. isn't it? <laughs> I would trade for him, too. Here's the thing. When Lucic signed his deal with this team, how many people were pumped up about that deal? Really excited about it. There weren't too many people yep. that were on the other side of it. I'm sorry. They're just. I'll give you. I, 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 I will say that the goals in L.A. the year before. Like I mean, he the, so, and he came the, in here and he scored 22 or 23 his first year in Edmonton. So, I mean, let's face it. Like that was the guy that everybody wanted to have in this organization. A big, tough, physical guy. One of the toughest, if not the toughest guy in the league. I mean, I, he, you could still consider him the toughest guy in the league. And you know what? A 20 goal scorer. That's what every team kind of wanted. They wanted that big, robust guy. Yep. And Peter Shirelli, with his relationship with Lucci, convinced him to come to Edmonton. It hasn't worked out. I mean, sorry, but to this point, he had one great year. They got into the playoffs, and he was a big part of that. He was a huge part of that. Now it's a matter of trying to get him back on track 
to that point, which may, he may never do. He might have hit that wall. With him. He may never right. get back to that caliber. That's just the reality of sports, though. That's the reality of it. You take chances on guys, and sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't. Unfortunately for Edmonton, they haven't worked out more often than not. And it's happened too many times. So I don't, so really here's care, what... I don't care who's making the decisions. I don't care if it's the old boys, Peter Shirelli, Bob Nicholson. I really don't care from this point forward. To me, as an analyst and as a guy that lives in Edmonton, I look at this team and say, okay, it matters to me what they do from this point on, though. What are they going to do? How are they going to turn this around? That's what I. Well, I'm they got to get. All right, so they got to get. Obviously, they missed the 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 league changed about two years ago. Went to quicker, uh, a quicker, faster, and we we see that when we watch the Pittsburghs of the world play with those little darters. I mean, the Oilers had a pairing yesterday: Gravel and Petro, uh, Petrovich. That's a big pairing, and the Penguins, smaller, primarily NCAA wingers, got in on a forecheck, and they got some. They stung those guys with hits that when you played, there would have had to have been accountability for. Now there isn't, but the leagues move, so the Oilers are going to have to find some cheap replacement players moving forward in order to uh, supplement their top-heavy uh, roster. Absolutely. And you know what? Pittsburgh's been you know, a model in it. You know, you watch the way they've done it over the years. They've done an excellent job. They have a great nucleus. They have the star power. You know, Crosby, Malkin, Latang, the goaltender. I mean, this is a team that builds around that each and every time they do. But where do they find their players? They go out there and they draft and they sign players free agents. They make quick trades and they give guys chances. They put them down the minors, they nurture them, they come up, and, and they perform. I mean, it's all part of the process. But it's the type of player, I believe, that the Pittsburgh Penguins are looking for. And I, I do believe now, unfortunately a little late for Edmonton, but listen, what they did did get them into the playoffs. I heard your show earlier on, and you talked about it. They came in, Peter Shirelli, they built a team for the Western Conference, and it worked. But that was the last year that it worked. The, the game changed incredibly fast. In the course of a year and a half, it was amazing how quickly this game changed. It got faster, it got more skilled, and it really started to wear and tear on the bigger guys in this league, and especially the big guys on Edmonton. Just They weren't fast enough and still aren't fast enough to play, I believe, in this league and be successful. They need to get quicker and faster and more skilled. And the other thing, though, the main ingredient, though, is tenacious, is compete. It's one thing to be small, skilled, darty, but you watch the way those smaller players compete on the puck. They're voracious. And that's what's missing right now, in my opinion, in the Oilers game. Also, they need to have more of that. So it's the type of player you're looking for to fill those holes has dramatically changed from two years ago. Dramatically changed. And I have no doubt that's what they're going to be looking for. And if they aren't, then they're just they're way off base again. All right, uh, Louie, uh, I have to cut you loose, but the fans need to understand this is your request, right? Yes. Okay. Can we get you to do a, an extra segment maybe next week? Sounds good. Have a wonderful day, Louie. Take care, buddy. 1244 in Edmonton. Uh, Louie uh, only had uh, about nine minutes that he could spend with us. Had to uh, go. Part of the reason why we've addressed here's here's the thing. So we have fans that are saying, the old boys have influenced the decisions of the past. You know, there's no, there's not going to be any autonomy with the new general manager. I tried to explain what I think happened. Okay, and again, I think that some of what, and that's part of the reason why we're in the position in the here and now, with the lack of depth, and which is why I have some empathy for McDavid and Drysaddle and Nugent Hopkins in a game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay, 
So that's why now a lot of you are saying, wait, wait a second here. What about drafting and development? It has finally taken a step forward. 13 consecutive victories on the farm. And I, you know what? I'm not even going to say the Oilers are above average in terms of their farm system. I'll say Edmonton's average. A year from now, they have a chance to be above average. But, you know, they've got some prospects. So they got uh, uh, Tyler Benson. They've got Cooper Marodi, who is not ready for full-time in the NHL. Doesn't skate well enough yet. Cameron Habig had a real good start, totally plateaued of late in the American Hockey League. They've got some defensemen from the 14-15 draft years, which are coming to fruition, that are exciting and could be options next year. But there are ways to get with their forwards. But I'd say they're average on the farm. The orders weren't even average in the past. So that's a positive to Shirelli's defense. Some of you have said we've crapped too hard on Shirelli, and others have said, no, you know what, you've given him a free pass. How the team gets better moving forward? Stay tuned. 1246 Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 1250 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you from Raleigh, uh, North Carolina. Oilers Now, where guests receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to Roos Chris, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and the staff that Oilers Now sent you. I don't know if you can get in on Valentine's Day for Roos Chris. It's a guy thing. You might have wanted to maybe plan a little bit earlier. This text comes to us from uh, Tyler. It's 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Bob, uh, good summary and attempt to try to explain things. The important question is this. Has the Oilers organization realized they need to stop making decisions for reasons that have little to do with winning hockey games, specifically speculated and vague reasons for the Hall trade with regards to culture change? Bottom line, Bob, get good players, keep good players. Tyler, I think that's a fair assessment on your part. And again, we had a lot of people say a lot of things. This is one thing. And it's, I wonder if there's just a, maybe I'm missing something. Again, I get, I get it that people are, fan, are frustrated and they're exasperated. And maybe we just have a certain percentage of trolls that want to sit and text and hate on everything about the hockey club, right? And maybe that's what's out there. Like, there's a difference between constructively criticizing and, you know, leaving vile and threatening texts on the text line. But the way it works here is is your your number is a footprint. Every text that you send to the show, we have. So if you've texted us 263 times a day for the last month, I'm hoping you're self-employed. That's one thing that I would say. Don't, don't get me wrong. The interactive part's really important. And 98% of the criticism is entirely fair based upon the lack of traction for the organization. But, you know, there, there's some stuff out there. And I had this conversation today, and somebody said to me, Bob, when did Edmonton become such a negative place? Now, I get it. The team hasn't performed and has not gained the traction. But when you start hating on the top players, that's a concern. You can text us at 630-630. Out of Bonneville, Bob, did Oscar Clefbaugh make a difference? What's your excuse now? They played okay last night. 
B says, Bob, my thought is it's just too damn hard to play as an oiler. Too much pressure for most of the players. Some players like playing in Canada. Some players like playing where the pulse of the... Like, if you were in that building last night in Pittsburgh, it was a big deal that McDavid was going there with Crosby. I don't think Connor McDavid's uh, ducking away from it. He's into it. Don't think Austin Matthews in Toronto's ducking away from it. It comes to the territory here. You can text us at 6.30. 6.30. Dave says, Bob, were the Oilers a winning team with Taylor Hall? They didn't win at that time, but it wasn't because of Taylor Hall. Like, Taylor Hall wasn't the reason why they were failing. They didn't have good enough support players around them. And right now, there's a lack of support players here. That's part of why we went into the discussion. How did we get to this point? I've said it, you know, multiple times since the start of the year, the team's three or four players worse up front. You've got greater depth in defense, but they're worse up front. Some people have said to me, why did the Oilers go out and get Petrovich and Manning and give up assets when they could have just called guys up from the farm? But I, I, I think there was concern at that point, given how tough it had gone, specifically against San Jose the night of the 29th of December, that they needed to do something. You can text us at 630, 630. Um, Dallas says, fires everyone. Shanahan fires everyone. Both teams turn around. Oilers always keep some. Rehires some. Total joke of an organization from Dallas. Uh, well, I'd have to go in and take a forensic look at the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Did everybody get fired? I don't know. I mean, the, the Maple Leafs have five people in analytics. Paul says, Bob, I just tuned in out of Westlock. If the rumors are true involving Talbot in Philadelphia, would you aim for Neuvert? Um, no. I would have more time for a guy like Stellars. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Reggie in uh, RD says, Bob, Edmonton is not negative. We're a very passionate province. Patience, patience, patience. It took Ovi and Steve Eiserman 13 years to win the Stanley Cup from Reggie in uh, RD. Believe me, Reggie, you might be patient, but the majority of the texters to this show are not patient. Another text out of Red Deer. Watching the Oilers-Penguins game last night was like watching a funeral. I don't buy that for a second. I thought it was a pretty good game. thought it was a pretty good game. You can text us at 630-630. Ken says on a Heartland Ford text line, I've been a Flames fan since 1986 through the good times and the bad times, but uh, but until I can replace any player on the team, I'll completely support the team. Oilers fans get behind your team, show them full support, and you might be the reason they improve. Just a thought. And again, I don't think it's on the fans. I do think it's, you know, some people have suggested me that there's a negative aspect in this province right now. Well, you know what? The economy's hurt. We're in a, we're in a tough spot, right? I know the 1986 provincial election. There were ties. Was, was it that? Yeah, that was the year. The Oilers got eliminated by Calgary and. There was a bit of change in northern Alberta. All right, we got, it's 12.56. Do we have time to get into NHL today? Because we had some good news 
On the developmental front with the Bakersfield Condors, NHL Today is brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. More than just sportswear, and here's Brendan Escott. All right, Bob, I guess we will run it now. Um, <laughs> 11 games tonight across the NHL. It's a busy one. The Flames down in Sunrise, Florida, taking on the Panthers. The Senators visit Ottawa. Nashville hosting the Canadians. Winnipeg entertains Colorado. The Leafs play the Golden Knights in Sin City, and the Canucks are in Los Angeles as well. The Ducks place goaltender John Gibson on the IR with what uh, GM and interim Coach Bob Murray is calling ahead, neck and back injury. Backup goaltender Chad Johnson is also on the IR, so Kevin Boyle made his NHL debut last night and pitched a shutout against the Canucks. The Canucks did reassign their own goaltender, Michael DiPietro, to the OHL after his emergency stint with the team. They picked up Merrick Mazanik from the Rangers yesterday for a seventh rounder to help uh, that ailing goaltending situation. You mentioned some good news, Bob. Well, let's hear it right from the horse's mouth. Go crazy, Condors down. It's 13 straight wins. That is Ryan Holt on the call for the Bakersfield Condors. 4-1 over Stockton at home last night. Tomorrow, they kick off a home-and-home series by visiting the Ontario Reign, the rematch in Bakersfield on Saturday. Oil Kings started three games in three nights with a 5-2 loss last night against the Wheaties and Brandon. They get Moose Jaw tonight and the Regina Pats tomorrow. And, of course, the U of A Golden Bears currently awaiting their second-round playoff opponent. This fall, join President of New West Travel, Dennis Oliberti, on a spectacular 16-day trip, Italy and Germany. Uh, it includes a cruise and seven nights in the Greek islands and all that kind of stuff. Check it out. Uh, it's got the parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Book now and save $250 per person. Call New West Travel, 780-432-7446, or visit online, com for a trip to Italy and Greece. It's going to be a kicker. Speaking about a kicker, we have a big uh, press conference coming up just after 1 o'clock with the new quarterback of the Edmonton Eskimos, Trevor Harris. So we're going to step away for about 15 minutes. Ryan Burke, when we return to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.